0: Everybody, This is the 13th episode of the Ear to the Canvas podcast. I uh, just want to thank everybody who's been listening so far. I really appreciate the support, and I hope that you guys continue to listen. Uh, Going to have guests on in a week or two, I do promise that. We got great fights coming up, though, this Saturday. Uh, Poirier versus Hooker, main event got to be one of the best if not the best free fight night main event that you're going to see all year. Um that is a fight of the year candidate with very very big implications in what is arguably the best division in the sport, the lightweight division. Uh two two contenders right there uh with Hooker and Poirier. Very uh very exciting matchup stylistically it's on paper just stacks up to be a hell of a fight uh not a bad card either gonna get into it gonna get into also what the sugar show has been up to sean o'malley um and gonna talk about who is the most avoided fighter in the sport uh gonna get to that towards the end of the podcast so just uh Right now, Ear to the Canvas can be found on Spotify as well as, of course, YouTube. Just search Ear to the Canvas on either. Uh, You can find me on any social medias, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Ryan Truland. So let's get into Saturday's card. Not a bad card, like I said. Um, Some newcomers. Last episode I talked about the effort by Dana White and the UFC to add, uh, to rebuild, kind of reload the women's divisions. And three of the women who they signed are actually fighting this Saturday. uh, Two of which are fighting each other, which is interesting. Kicking off the night. Prelims, first fight of the night, Kay Hansen versus Yin Yu Frey. Both girls are former Invita FC fighters. Yin-Yu Frey is a former Anthem weight, which is... uh, She's coming up to straw weight, actually, for this one. Kay Hansen, I believe, is a natural straw weight. Uh, So that's kicking things off. Hopefully they put on a good performance to start the night off. um, Because I know the UFC desperately is looking for talent to beefing up those women's divisions. And hopefully... These women are the start of that. Uh moving on to the second fight. Pretty interesting fight here. You got Brendan Allen versus Kyle Doukas. Uh two content two contender series fighters here. They were both on last summer, I believe it was. And Brendan Allen's a pretty big favorite because Doukas is taking this fight on pretty short notice. Allen is also favored because he's the more highly thought of prospect out of the two. Uh he's been pretty impressive so far. I think he has one fight, one or two UFC fights under his belt officially now. Uh that should be a pretty good scrap. Moving on to Sean Woodson versus Julian Arosa. Arosa is taking this fight on short notice and Woodson's a f- Big favorite. Mine is 490 favorite right now according to William Hill. Um yeah, moving along. <laughs> uh, another this the third girl who is new to the UFC, Miranda Maverick taking on Mara Romero Borella. Maverick is a favorite in her first fight in the UFC. Um yeah, she is the most uh highly thought of prospect. Fighter, I would say, just in general, out of the three ladies who they signed from Invicta. Uh, moving along to F- Felipe Lins, we're gonna go up to the main card. This is gonna be a good fight, I think. Luis Pena, the violent Bob Ross guy, looks like a caveman, redheaded caveman. Pretty, he's just a character, and a good fighter. On top of that. Uh, He's taking on Worthy, who is pretty confident coming into this one. And he's a plus 210 underdog right now. That's going to be a good fight. That's going to be one of the more fun fights of the card, I think. Uh, Moving along to Maurice Green, the Crochet Boss. Anybody who watched The Ultimate Fighter last season, he was on there, heavyweight. Uh enjoys doing crochet which is why he calls himself the crochet boss uh he's a character if anybody watched the show knows that he enjoys alcohol <laughs> uh but i think he's really he's at a good camp or uh good gym rather and i think he's really taking his career seriously he's stayed on john volante Who normally fights at light heavyweight. is coming up to heavyweight for this one. Um, Yeah, that should be an okay fight. An okay fight. Really, the two big fights. I mean, the co-main event really isn't a huge fight. It's just Mike Perry is a character. And he's entertaining. Draws a lot of attention wherever he goes. And he's fighting. He's bad. He's taking on Mickey Gall. Um, who's not a bad prospect. He's got some interesting wins over guys like CM Punk, Sage Northcutt he's fought. Pretty funny. Uh, um, Yeah, so they're they're, uh, matching up in the co-main event. Mike Perry's a big favorite, minus 340. Um, Mike Perry's lost three out of his last four. I think four out of his last five, actually. It's a good competition, no doubt yeah let's see here okay he's lost 3 out of his last 5 he lost to Cowboy Cerrone he got it before that actually let's look at the names real quick Mike Perry's fought some of the biggest names and um, because he's just he gets those names a lot because not only his skill he's got power at 170 he's a um, he's definitely one of the top 20 fighters in the division I'd say right there and his mouth and his antics get him pretty big fights, to be honest, and he's just entertaining. From If you follow him on social media, he's uh, posting crazy stuff. He makes wild decisions. Uh, one of the most crazy decisions that he's made recently, anyway, is this Saturday, Mike Perry will be accompanied by one person and one person only in his corner during the fight. None of which are coaches because he got rid of his coaches. That had to be a couple months ago now. He got rid of his coaches, uh, said he didn't need them anymore. They weren't helping him uh, get better. So he got rid of them. And so his girlfriend is going to be the lone wolf in the Mike Perry corner And don't expect to hear much from her either during the fight. Though it will be quiet, she won't be talking much because Mike Perry said that he expects her to just sit back and watch the show. Which is what he wants his coach to do. He doesn't want his coach in his ear the whole time. So, gonna be a quiet corner for Mike Perry. He's hoping to make noise with his performance inside the octagon. So Mike Perry's taken on guys like in twenty, let's see, twenty seventeen he fought Jake Ellenberger, Alex Reyes, Santiago Uh Twenty eighteen he fought Matt Griffin, Paul Felder, Cowboy Cerrone. Twenty nineteen last year he fought three times: Cowboy Oliveira, Vicente Luque, and Jeff Neal. Those are all good, good fighters. Mike Perry has. Um, he is a veteran of the sport. There's no doubt about that, and he's taking on Mickey Doll. He's a Mickey Doll is a Jersey native. I think he lives out in California now. He's a uh, jiu-jitsu black belt. He's tall, lanky, um, still young, relatively young in the fight in the fight game, and this is a pretty big step up. Pretty big step up for him, I would say. Uh, taking on Mike Perry. I think Mickey's going to try and get this one to the ground. I expect Perry to come out swinging in this one. I think he's going to come out foot on the gas, uh, chin down, throwing, looking to take Mickey's head off early. Um, If Mickey can weather that storm, avoid the big crucial shots, um, extend the fight, eventually get Mike down to the ground and uses jujitsu, I think that's his best path to victory. Um and I expect him to do that. I'd I definitely expect Mike Perry to come out uh aggressive. I think he wants to put Mickey Doll away quick, get in, get out. Um he's willing to go fifteen minutes though if he has to. He's definitely done that a bunch in the past on the full fifteen. So this should be, it's an interesting fight, no doubt about it. Um, Mickey Gall though, something about the way he's conducted himself this fight week, going into this fight, very calm, cool, and collected. Um, yeah, keep an eye out on Mickey Gall in on that one. So the main event, this is what everybody's excited for. You got. Two of just the best 155s in the world, squaring up. And both of them have title championship aspirations. Poirier wants his rematch with Khabib, or he wants just another chance to beat Justin Gaethje again. Hooker has continued to climb up the ranks. He wants to be the newest champion out of City Kickboxing in in New Zealand. Very, very prestigious camp, uh, gym over there. Seriously, they got Israel Adesanya, middleweight champ. Volkanovski, uh, featherweight champ. And Hooker is looking to be the third champ out of there. And I truly do believe whoever wins this fight definitely has, even Hooker, has a case to fight for the belt next. Um... So stylistically, let's look at this fight, break it down a little bit stylistically before we get into the implications of the fight, because there are heavy implications in this main event. Uh, So on paper, like I said, this matches up to be one hell of a fight. Top 10 fight of the year contender on paper, without a doubt. A lot of people circle this one on their calendars, and for good reason. You got Dustin Poirier, first fight back after losing pretty convincingly to Khabib in the title shot. Um, I think you're going to have the most motivated Dustin Poirier that we've ever seen, which is scary. Um, And then you got Dan Hooker, who's going to be very motivated as well. Uh, This is his biggest fight of his career. This isn't Dustin's biggest fight. It's one of them, but it's not his biggest. This is Dan Hooker's biggest fight of his career. Without a doubt. Uh, He's coming off. He has won seven out of his last eight over good competition, too. Look at this. You got Ross Pearson, Mark Diacisi, Jim Miller, Gilbert Burns before he went up to welterweight. Then he took that loss to Edson Barboza. Those body kicks just wore on Dan. He couldn't take it anymore. Just the pain was too much, and I don't blame him. Um but then he bounced back. He beat James Vick early and easily. He beat Allied Quinta and Paul Felder by decision. Uh, especially that Felder fight was a war. And he stood up for those 25 minutes and never really took his foot off the gas. It was impressive. Uh, Felder's not an easy guy to beat by any means. He is a tough night out. And so is I, Quinta, for God's sakes. Those two wins, back to back, are impressive, and if he adds Dustin Poirier to that list, so you got two very motivated fighters, and guys who I think are looking at this fight as the fight that will get them a chance of the championship. So, I think Dan Hooker is going to come out, use his length uses unorthodox just style in general he's got he is truly a master at using the eight limbs his knees his elbows are very very dangerous and he uses them in pretty much every fight um so i expect him to use his reach use his just try and keep it at distance i expect dustin to try and close the distance turn it into more of a dirty boxing uh, scrap, and I think Dustin has a slight power advantage over Dan, who is more of the guy. Dustin's also very, very technical, too. He's technical with his boxing, and I think he's got more power than Dan. Dan is very technical as well. He's more, though, the touch-touch, just keep volume guy. So it's I think it's going to be more of a volume effort from Dan, and I think it's going to be more of a pit your spots to close the distance, counter, explode for Dustin. Uh, this fight I expect to go four or five rounds, maybe even a decision. In what will be a war, all said and done, that's what I expect. Uh, very, very close though, very close. Betting on this fight is tough. Dustin's a slight favorite, but that's a tough bet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd bet this one to go four or five rounds at least. And they're just going to wear on each other. Definitely going to be bruised and bloody, I think, at the end of this one. Can't wait. So, if Dustin wins, that'll mean, look at Dustin's. Dustin's resume going into that be fight is very impressive. Um, you got a win over G- over Jim Miller, then you had a no contest against Eddie Alvarez, then you got a win over Anthony Pettis, all finishes. Er I'm sorry, uh, Pettis was a submission. He TKO Justin Gaethje, TKO Eddie Alvarez in the rematch. He beat Matt Holloway, undoubtedly in that decision, and then he lost to uh Khabib. He had a tough time. That was in Abu Dhabi last September. So win over Dan Hooker gets Dustin right back in that title conversation. We know that Justin Gaethje and Khabib are fighting this September. That's almost set in stone uh for the lightweight belt. And whew, I think the win I think they're gonna want to put Connor in against the winner. Of that fight, I think that's what they're gonna want to do. If Connor isn't willing, if he stays quote unquote retired, if he doesn't, for whatever reason, want the fight, uh, I think they could very well look at Dustin Poirier as an answer. Whether it's a rematch against Habib or if it's Dustin versus Gaethje, and I think that's a true possibility. I also think Tony Ferguson is a possibility. Uh, for either person who wins this. Really either person, I think a title shot is a possibility or Tony Ferguson. Um, if Khabib does beat Gaethje, I think they want Connor in there. Tony would then also be an option, but he is coming off that loss, so I don't think so. I think they're going to want him to win to win one before they put him in there for a title shot. Even though I know they want the Tony Khabib fight so bad, who doesn't want to see that? They'll probably want Tony coming in off of a win. <clears throat> so the winner of this fight could very well see themselves fighting for the white for the lightweight belt next. Um, now the loser of this fight, I think, would I think it would make a lot of sense. For the loser of this fight to fight the most avoided fighter in the sport. The most avoided fighter in the sport, in my opinion, is Charles Oliveira, Bronx. The guy, I think he's on a seven-fight win streak. Yeah, seven-fight win streak with wins over Clay Guida, Jim Miller, David Tamer, Nick Lentz, Jared Flash Gordon, and Kevin Lee most recently. Um, The guy's a submission artist, and he's figured it out on the feet. He is so dangerous and so avoided in that division, it's not even funny. I think the loser of Poirier-Hooker makes a lot of sense to fight Oliveira, who is also, in my opinion, one win away from a title shot. I think his resume, especially if he beats a guy like Poirier or hooker Nets, becomes undeniable. That would be win number eight in a row. And Oliveira is just avoided because he isn't that big name. There's a lot of big names in the lightweight division, a ton of them, and he isn't one of them. Um, But he's right up there in terms of talent and skill with the best in that division. So Charles Oliveira, most avoided fighter in the sport. Uh coming off that win against Kevin Lee, that was back in March, he's looking for a fight. Uh people just don't want to take that fight. It's a very, very high risk and not it's not the biggest reward for a lot of guys. A guy like Connor. What does he really have to gain from fighting Charles Oliveira? Except for my respect. He would gain my respect and a lot of true UFC fans respect. But it's just not going to happen. Yeah, so Charles Oliveira, the loser of Poirier Hooker, I think makes a lot of sense for his next fight. So what has Sean O'Malley been up to? What's the sugar show doing nowadays since his huge knockout performance over Eddie Wineland? Well, we've been talking about potential opponents. I think we found one. Uh, it seems that Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera have very a lot of mutual interest in fighting each other. And I think it makes a lot of sense for Sean O'Malley. I never thought Cody Garbrand made sense for him in this Nets fight because I think it's too big of a step up. I think a guy like Sonia Don, John Dodson, even a Rob Font maybe, or Marlon Vera made sense as that Nets stepping stone for a guy who is thought of as being the Nets superstar in the sport. And Marlon Vera and Sean O'Malley have gone back and forth on social media. They were actually supposed to fight each other in July of 2019 before uh, O'Malley got suspended for that bullshit from USADA. Um, So... O'Malley's moved on. Vera's moved on. Here we are a year later. And they want to get this fight going. O'Malley posted on social media. He said, who wants to see me knock out Cheeto? Uh, With a picture of himself in his robe. (laughs) With uh, and Vera to the side looking scared. Vera responded, said, I'm going to murk you, Stevia. And... He also said, send me the papers. So O'Malley has said that he wants to fight by the end of summer. So I think in August, you're going to see Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera uh, in the octagon together. I think that's a great fight. I think that's a very good step up for O'Malley from Wineland. Vera, I and a lot of people thought that he beat Sonia Don in his last fight. Uh, If he did, he would still have a ranked number next to his name um, yeah, I think this fight makes just all the sense, all of the sense. Sean O'Malley has also had a back and forth this week with Peter Yan, who is fighting for the Bantam, vacant Bantamweight belt next month on Fight Island, and, God, Sean O'Malley is doing a lot of things right, both inside and outside of the octagon. He is laying the groundwork with the guys ranked at the top of the division. Guys like Cody Garbrandt, he's already had back and forths with, and now Peter Jan. Um He's just doing a lot of things right. He's calling out the right guys, but he's taking his time. His moves are calculated, and that's what you need when you're going to be somebody as big of a star as what he's going to be. Sean O'Malley's going to be a star very quick. And can't wait. I think it starts with Marlon Vera probably sometime in August. Near the end of August, I would guess. So, Saturday, Poirier-Hooker. Huge fight for the lightweight division. Um, Charles Oliveira. Most avoided fighter in the sport. And look for Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera. Coming end of August, I would expect. Uh, Again... Listen to Ear to the Canvas on YouTube, on Spotify, or on Anchor if you'd like. You can find me on social media. Also, Back to Sports page. Got UFC articles on there as well as all the other sports. So, check that out. Uh, hope everybody has a good weekend. Enjoy the fights. Be back next Monday. Ear to the Canvas. We're out.